Welcome to this week's Instrument of Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm creaming my jeans. And this week we're talking about Free Comic Book Day 2019. Yeah, uh, if you are listening for the first time, my name's really not Kramer Magines. Uh, it's Matt Golden. It's good to see you, buddy. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing swell. I just watched the Watchmen trailer before we uh, started recording, so that was fun. Ooh, I did too. Uh, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I feel like HBO and their teaser trailers always has a way of cutting together cool bits and scenes, but it's actually not telling you anything at all. Yeah, so. I know nothing about this. I know Ozzy Mendes is going to be there. Uh, I know that there's Rorschach masks. Uh, all I hope for season one is that we get more Watchmen characters in there from the uh, from the original books, or maybe even from Doomsday Clock. Yeah, I mean, I assume that most of them, if not all of them, are probably dead. But I do like how there's a clear ties uh, to Rorschach, especially more than anyone else. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me if that group of people wearing their Rorschach mask were bad guys or villains, because Rorschach's message is one to be misinterpreted by people, I feel like, as well. I disagree entirely. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool. I mean, Crystal it's, clear. Uh, I mean, it's being more cut for the show. Uh, Damien Lindelof is a showrunner, and he did The Leftovers, which is th- one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, so. He also did a little show called Lost, if you've ever heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Is that the one where they're in space? And they have a robot. Yes, Danger Will Robinson. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's the one. I have heard of it then. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I'm I'm on board. Uh, I wish they had put a release date at the end of the trailer. That's the only thing I wanted. Yeah, for real. Like, you're getting rid of your biggest nerd culture show, and you're introducing your next biggest nerd culture show. Give us a little more to yeah, hang on to. come on. Just, just do us a solid. Yep. Uh, Say it comes out tomorrow. Do it. Yeah. Do it, HBO. That could be the perfect way to end season six of Game of Thrones if Dr. Manhattan just comes in and just destroys all of them. What if the premiere was right after the end of Game of Thrones? Like everyone's all like butthurt that Game of Thrones is over, and then like in the middle of uh David Lindelof uh circle jerking mm-hmm. DB Weiss, all of a sudden we get just the greatness that is the Watchmen. There would be one. backlash from hardcore Barry fans for preempting Barry, uh, <laughs> which I love that show. I think it's amazing. But people would be like, I never wanted to watch Watchmen. I wanted to watch Bill Hader be uh, a sad, tragic, bumbling hitman. That show is fantastic. Go but, watch Barry. Because that's what we're here to talk about today, guys, is the the TV show <laughs> Barry. Yeah, Not it was actually based books. off the uh, comic book Superman Red Sun. Uh, <laughs> so, little known fact. But we're going to jump into uh, free comics. Uh, oddly enough, just by coincidence, Matt and I both appeared at our same comic book store at the exact same time. Yep. Uh, which was just so an odd coincidence. I'm sure people were just fawning at seeing both henchmen walk through the door at the exact same yeah, time. Yeah, everyone was wondering how much the comic book shop had to pay us to to be there together to make that kind of an appearance. Because uh, we rarely will go to the comic book shop at the same time. I think it's happened two or three times total. Uh, the answer is $7 million. Yeah. Uh, we, we bet it, we put all the lottery. Yeah. Uh, we didn't know that we couldn't legally bet on the Canadian lottery until that money's gone now. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a big mistake. It was a, a massive oversight from us, but you know what? We're still here. We're kicking, but We've I hope got it, some cool things yeah. coming to the pipeline. And I heard those $7 million are going to help Canadian roads. So really we yeah. did a good cause. Country roads take me home. We're going to start with the books that I just picked up by myself that Matt did not get for himself. Uh, the first one that I picked up was You're the Villain, the DC book, which Matt actually got when it first came out before it was a free comic book day comic book. Yeah, I was going to use this for our number ones review at the end of the year because uh, I paid a whopping quarter for it. But yeah. 
DC does this really cool thing where they'll charge dum-dums like me and then just give it away for free on Free Comic Book Day. Uh, but it's working up in three chapters. Uh, the first chapter is Doom by Scott Snyder. Uh, the second chapter is Leviathan, written by Brian Mile Bendis, with art by his longtime partner, Alex Maleve, uh, and Justice, written by James Tibian, uh, with art by Francis Manapoil, who's done art on the latest Flash run, I believe, for a while. So they couldn't get any good writers, is what you're telling me. Yeah, just a bunch of chumps. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was, it's the Snyder story really just plays out longer what's going on in his Justice League run. Uh, so if if you've been caught up with that, it's just a nice little uh, book into what's been happening there. Uh, Bendis' run, I thought, was the most interesting for his story. It sets up the Leviathan miniseries that he's going to be writing for six issues. Uh, and it, this one starts out with Green Arrow and Batgirl fighting Malcolm Merlin uh, with a twist that happens. And the art's beautiful, always by Alex Maleev. And also, spoilers for everything we talk about today. Mm. That wasn't bad. You didn't get too yeah. far. And the final one is James Timian uh, with the larger Justice League, uh, Martian Manhunter, Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, all going to the source wall. Uh, cause there's a great evil coming up there, which is going to again tie into a larger story arc as well. How do you like the source wall shit from, uh, that Scott Snyder miniseries? I mean, the source wall stuff has been going on for like, for, I want to say since Jeff John's Green Lantern run. Uh, so it's, I mean, frankly, I'm done with it. Like, I don't need any more villains or things coming from the source wall. I understand it's a great source yeah, of I power. I don't give a shit. Uh, about the DC. But uh, Bendis' story really interests me. And I wasn't in, so much interested in Leviathan. But after reading his, I'm way more interested. I'll probably pick up the first issue and the trade, which is what a good for comic book day book is supposed to do anyway. Yeah, what's this Batgirl Green Arrow shit in here? Yeah, that's the Bendis story. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah. Yeah, the art looks fantastic. Yeah, Malie's art's cool. always really good. Uh, awesome. And the standard story does end with a big twist as well, too, which is really cool for a free comic book day book as well. Everyone dies. Uh, next up uh, is The Avengers. Uh, this is two stories. The first one's written by Jason Aaron for his current Avengers run. And the last one is Savage Avengers for the upcoming book, which just came out this month, uh, written by Jerry Duggan. Uh, the Avengers is much like the Year of the Villain DC book. To where it just plays events that are happening currently uh, in Jason Aaron's run. We have the Squadron Supreme versus Namor and his bunch. Uh, we have Ghost Rider and Blade and Black Panther fighting his car that needs to be demon exercised. We have some of the Avengers in space uh, with a brood Thor and She-Hulk uh, going against a Starbrand planet. And we have Iron Man back in time uh, versus the first Avengers from the... 10 million BC years. Oh, um, that's so fun. yeah, it's fun. It just catches you. It's quick little bookends on all the threads that he's been weaving so far in his run. It's only, his run's only wanted to say like 14 issues so far. So it's been super long. Uh, so it's just a fun little kind of catch up, uh, to what's been going on in the larger Avengers universe. Yeah. I didn't pick this up, uh, guys, just so you know, I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I gave no cares. I had a, we, there's a limit, uh, of five comic books. And we utilized Alex's wife to uh, help us steal more comic books for free. Uh, no, to get free comic books, we stole nothing. <laughs> it's all legal. Cops, you have no case. I still only got like seven comic books. I didn't get this no. one. I could have. I didn't. Uh, the backup, too, is the Jerry Duggan Savage Avengers uh, with art by Mike Dota uh, with color by Frank Martin. And the art on there is just 
amazing. Like, it's beautiful. It's mostly a setup, though, for what's going to be happening. It's kind of like a building the team with Wolverine going out and gathering everyone that's going to be on his Savage Avengers team. Uh, we don't get to see Conan in it. I'm looking forward to see how he joins the team. Do you it, like it when there's like let's get the team together moments? It's it it can work sometimes. Uh, like for Aaron's Avengers run, I thought it was kind of cheesy and it worked for me during the first one, even though I like his Avengers run. Uh, for this one, I like it more because I guess it works more because everyone's very murderous in this team, and so for something to bring them together, it's like they're forced to be together and not because they're doing it for like the greater good or go anything. read a, a Uncanny X Force. Rick Remender, and you'll get the exact same thing. Yeah, which is a great run. It is fantastic. Uh, That's why I brought it up. Last one I got that Matt didn't get was the Spider-Man book, uh, which uh, starts out with the first story is a Venom story by Donnie Cates. Uh, it has ties to his run on Venom. It has ties to Mike Costa's run on Venom. It has ties to the Carnage series that came out a couple years Let ago as well. just interject real quick. Uh, this is by Donnie Cates, you said. Yeah. Uh, I, based off of my free comic book day, didn't do not like Donny Cates whatsoever. <laughs> Alex is laughing because I picked up four. There's a there's a mm-hmm. massive discount mm-hmm. on, on graphic novels. I picked up four Donny Cates books yeah. on free comic book day. Uh, yeah, and then had to order another one. And had to yeah. order another one. No big deal. Yeah, and I thought this was possibly my favorite, uh, aside from one we'll talk about later, uh, story from the comic book day. It's basically Eddie Brock getting himself arrested. Uh, confronting Lee Price in prison who had a symbiote and Eddie violently murdering him uh, to become the new Carnage. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be off the walls uh, just like his Venom run was and I can't wait to see more of this. It's for his Carnage series that's going to come out later. And the backup story is a story with uh, Miles and Peter discussing who is the best pizza in New York. Uh, Spoiler it, alert, who is it? Um, well, they couldn't agree. Uh, and they run into Shocker and they fight him who also has his own opinion on who has the best pizza in New York. Uh, it's a it's a touching, it's like just a feel-good short story. It was written by Tom Taylor and Solomon Ahmed. Uh, so it was just a fun little story. It's not like groundbreaking or anything, but it's an enjoyable Spider-Man story, especially for free comic book day. Best delivery pizza go. Oh, best delivery pizza? Yep. Well, I guess I could DoorDash Little Caesars. Uh, does that count? <laughs> no, it doesn't count. They have to deliver on their own. Okay. Um, then I'm going to have to say Mazio's Thin crust pizza. Oh god, you're disgusting. Mazda's is a, actually their thin crust is pretty okay. I will give you that. <laughs> their regular pizza is just trash. I love how you changed your opinion mid sentence. <laughs> uh, uh, best pizza. We're if you don't know, we're in Oklahoma. Best pizza in Oklahoma. Mazda's thin crust pizza. <laughs> oh, god damn it! Oh, I hate you. Let's talk about anything else. Um, the first book that I got that Alex didn't get is uh, published by Fantagraphics. It is my favorite thing is Monsters by Emil Ferris. Uh, she is the greatest comic book writer and uh, drawer of all times. Now, you have the trade, right, for my favorite thing is Monsters? I do. This is a follow-up. This is a sequel. Okay. This is um, getting into what she's going to be doing uh, in her second follow-up book. Okay. Uh, and it also kind of gives some of her backstory, which some of this is really kind of crazy. She got some crazy fucking disease and was wheelchair-bound for a long time. And then, like, all kinds of just nut stuff happened to her. Uh, on top of that, her books, uh, and this is all, like, beautifully rendered uh, artistically, uh, but all of her books um, were lost at sea for My Favorite Thing is Monsters. Yeah, really? so all of her published books got lost in some shipping container, fell overboard or some shit, and they got lost at sea. Like, so she's been, like... She should have used Amazon Prime. 
she isn't supposed to be a writer and she should just stop writing is what is <laughs> no but this is really fun uh if you read her book uh you will absolutely love this more of the same and it kind of just continues the story of this badass little girl who wants to be a monster when she grows up uh next for me is bob's burgers written by a bunch of people i'm sure uh, <laughs> uh written by rachel hastings Annalise Waddington and Justin Hook with art by Stephen Thies, Sarah Richard, uh, and Frank Forte with Tyler Garrison doing some extra, some extra shit. Uh, it's fun. It's a fun little story. They did a free comic book day last year. Uh, and it seems like they do three little mini stories, uh, kind of like they do in the TV show where each one's got their own thing. Uh, but my favorite thing was, uh, there's a story about Gene who everything he touches turns to Gouda. <laughs> You get some magical yeah. power, and everything touches turns to Gouda. And it's not all it's cracked up to be. Cool. Uh, now, here's a question. Do we use the fact that there's Bob Burgers comics to justify doing an episode on the Bob Burgers movies next year? You're goddamn right. I'm okay. going to make that happen. It's like how we stretch out, like, yeah, yeah, Star Wars comics are really important. So we're going to talk about Star Wars. Bob Burgers comics are just important in the world of comics, is what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm saying Marvel needs to pick up the Bob's Burgers Enterprise. Oh, perfect. I mean, they got the Fox Disney thing going, so they might as well. Um, the next one, even though it's just something that I got, I think Alex can talk about it because I'm pretty sure he's read it as well. Uh, but I got Spawn number one because I'd never read it. It was a free comic book day exclusive, um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, the art's really fucking incredible. Yeah, the art's always been great in Spawn. Yeah, um, and I'm definitely going to go pick up this uh, Origins collection thing. Yeah. Kind of get, get some background on him. Mostly just remind me of when, I just want to know when the new Spawn movie's coming out. Oh, Jeremy Renner yeah, and Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, I don't know if you and I talked about this in the, in the news segment. I know we didn't, but I don't know if you know about this. Jeff Lemire's coming back to Marvel. Good for him. What's yeah. he going to do? Uh, from the lettering, it looks like he might do Thor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he might take yeah. over the Thor, so that would be fun. Yeah, if anyone can take the helm after Jason Aaron, I can see Lemire doing <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, but, I mean, it wasn't super obvious what he was going to do. Yeah. Anywho, back to free comic book <laughs> and out of the news segment. Uh, did you pick up this one, too? No, I didn't. Oh, this is all me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I didn't really like this one very much. Uh, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, by Kevin Eastman. Um, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles writer and creator. Yeah, and he came back to write a story that I didn't really care for, despite the fact that I want to go and, and read more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, this book didn't really do it for me. Who's Although, your favorite Ninja Turtle? Um, Raphael, because he's, uh, conflicted. Yeah. I mean, punk rock. He's yeah. really actually more emailed than anything. Yeah. Uh, but the, what I did like is that, uh, I played the video games a lot growing up. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Turtles in Time was one of my favorite games. Yeah. Uh, and Slash is in there and it kind of gives this back tragic backstory of this badass villain turned good guy. So I really liked that part of it. Um, that's really all I can say about it. Would you say that. it was a good place for new readers to pick up a Ninja Turtle story? If you're seven years old. Okay. You might enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm not seven years old, so I didn't really dig it. But I, I really am curious to go back. Have you ever read any of the Eastman's? Not TMNT? a single one. I, I wonder if it's good. I wonder if it holds up. I wonder if it's something that I could enjoy as an adult. Yeah, I know it's a lot darker than the cartoon series. I'm sure it fucking yeah. is. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of betrayal in this book, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Betrayal is cool, kids. Yeah. You heard it here first. There's not nearly as much murder as I would yeah. like, but. Sad. Yeah. Hashtag sad. Uh, we're actually going to jump in now to our first book that we both got, which was Grumble versus Goon. Uh, 
we had never heard of Grumble, mostly because Grumble issue one hasn't come out yet. I think it comes out in Janoon, I want to say. In Janoon? Yeah, Janoon. Uh, that's one of my favorite months of the year. Yeah. The sun's shining, the flowers yeah. are doing a thing. I prefer March, but uh, <laughs> what we're all going to do. Uh, Grumble I picked up automatically because Grumble's a pug. So, And I, fun fact, you know how you have like a murder of crows? A bunch of pugs is called a Grumble. So, oh, really? Yeah. And I think it's it might be a puggle like my dog, who is way more beautiful than your two dogs no, combined. No, clearly a pug, purebred, not, <laughs> not 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 this nonsense that you have. Uh, but Matt and I both love the goon. Uh, we talked about the new goon issue last month. Uh, I want to say maybe the month before. Uh, I thought it was a really fun issue. Uh, Frankie as a dog catcher, uh, being violent, just seeing a dog, just immediately just wanting to kill him, uh, <laughs> gas him to death. I thought it was a nice touch. I um, would read a miniseries of this. Like, yeah, I would too. This yeah. was a lot of fun. It's exactly what Free Comic Book Day is about. Yeah. It's ma- it's a mashup world of two characters who are in the same universe on Albatross Funny Books and giving them just a platform to, to have fun and make everybody laugh. Yeah, I don't know like if you're like a new comic book reader. Like, I, I feel like you could jump in right with this anyway if you haven't read The Goon before. Just because it's so zany and out there. You, you don't need a big backstory on the goon or Frankie or anyone else to enjoy this comic. Yeah. A lot of these have like uh, age groups on them. This one doesn't, but I want to see this as exclusively <laughs> for children. Yeah. Anytime you <laughs> try and gas a dog who's begging for his life, exclusively for children. I loved that part. That was fantastic. And next up we're going to pick up that we both picked up and we both picked it up last year. Uh, was this year's for comic book, the tick. Oh, uh, and we'll pick it up next year too. Yeah. Uh, it's just always fun. I mean, it's never the best stuff, but it's always just a fun read. I loved how this one immediately picked up where last year's comic book day issue yeah, left off. That was great. Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed the story with the uh, collectors as well, like the Mad Tick collectors and Tick getting his Tick cycle was, back. That was my yeah. favorite favorite yeah. story. Yeah, it's just fun. It's just it's everything you want. The Tick never disappoints. Uh, and we'll be talking about more Tick next week. We'll get to that later as well too. But really, the big winner for for comic book day. Uh, it's the Deadly Class issue that came out. We got to see people who are dead. Spoiler alert. I know. If you are yeah. if you watch the Deadly Class TV show, shut this podcast off. We'll spoil a little bit. We're not going to talk a lot about it, but holy shit. Seeing all these dead characters. I know. Back. Yeah, it was, Billy's it was, back. Yeah. It was loved incredible. It. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, we talked about this too a little bit before we even recorded, which we usually don't do, but you get like a full story that fleshes out more of uh, King's Dominion. Uh, and the characters as well. It doesn't take anything away from the ongoing series. It just gives you a little backstory on some of the characters. And it's one of their nights on the town, which I thought was a lot of fun. It was. And I could honestly see this as part of like a five-issue thing over the course of a year where they kind of give some backstory and then release a special trade for I know. For it. I would love like to have like a, a series called like the class like after school specials with just like other backstories like with all of our favorite characters uh from before they died and i don't know why i enjoy Wes craig's art as much as i do but it just makes me feel good it just fits the story so well too it, it fits does. it fits the world and story family class it really does and you know what the absolute best part of this issue was what uh they went to see a ska band oh uh, uh, yeah yeah they went oh. to see fishbone fishbone played party at ground zero recommender is hip he is with it he knows what is up and they talked about how much joy it brought to see uh, Fishbone. Basically, that's what makes this the greatest comic of the year. I'm going to say this is the best comic of the decade. 
Alright, for those exact reasons, Deadly Class was the worst free comic book day offering. Deadly Class was cancelled immediately after it was released. <laughs> we could be so lucky. The TV show and this. It was, just, <laughs> it was an over 66 all across it. Uh, I like thought it, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. I enjoyed the punk rock concert. The, yeah. With the, the loose screws. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, please, it's Fishbone. They're gods. You need to go watch the movie Tapeheads and appreciate Fishbone, okay? I don't think that's going to happen. None of that's going to happen. Uh, apparently, you have an appreciation for 80s John Cusack and Tim Robbins. You need to get with it. No, John Cusack is the most overrated 80s person of all time. Okay. There, I said it. Well, our podcast is now deader than deadly class. So, <laughs> uh, But a lot of comic book stores, if you didn't go for comic book day, a lot of the stores leave their free issues up as well, just for anyone to come and pick up when you go to the store. So if you feel like you missed out, go by your little comic book store and pick up whatever free issues are still there. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff, too, that Matt and I didn't pick up just because we didn't have the issues to spare. There was a Buffy and Angel book that I wanted. Um, Why didn't you... So The didn't... Simpsons Bongo comic I wanted as well, too. Yeah. Uh, your wife had, like, a spot for an extra two or three bucks, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. It's because I have conscience, okay? <laughs> you? you? I'm not there to grift the system. <laughs> you could do what I did last year. If you listened, I picked up, like, ten <laughs> different books. By you just came like back wearing, wearing a mustache? <laughs> And, and speaking in a, and just like, <laughs> how do you do? <laughs> oh, yeah. howdy doody. Yeah. This is my first time in a comic book store ever. Yeah. <laughs> I used the, the talk back from Home yeah. Alone. I enjoyed these voice. funny books. <laughs> no, you've spoken to your phone and just like had it. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about season two of The Tick. So if you haven't caught up, be sure to watch. If you haven't even started season one, now is the perfect chance to go ahead and dive in because it is a great show. As always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Instagram where I do all the work. But most importantly, just like and subscribe our podcast. And like I say to anybody who listens this long, eventually I'm going to put this stuff at the beginning. But leave a review maybe too. That'd be cool. For The Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Dashback. And I'm The Grundle. And she ain't easy. Yeah, no, it's Grumble. <laughs> but I like the Grumble better. Bye, y'all.